0: Welcome to Soul Stirrings, a podcast where all things regarding faith, communication, and culture are considered. I'm your host, Paul Patton, and here's hoping for at least a couple of grins and maybe one strange amen. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Soul Stirrings. I've devoted the last several podcasts to a new series focused on the Apostle Paul's listing of the fruit of the Spirit found in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. These nine fruits include love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I've suggested that these nine are the most significant fruit to be cultivated in our life's garden, the Garden of God. In my first podcast in the series, I focused on agape love. My last two podcasts focused on joy. My first podcast on joy discussed how a biblical understanding of joy is not just about putting on a happy face. And my second joy podcast explored how joy is often understood as a paradox, that you can experience joy and grief really at the same time. Now in this third podcast on joy, I'd like to briefly ponder with you how joy is by its very nature intimately tied to and connected with hope the apostle paul in his letter to the roman christians in chapter 12 in the midst of his admonishment describes one of the ideals of their living faith as being joyous in hope what does he mean by joyous in hope let me suggest that Paul's usage of the term hope can be defined as the purpose behind persistence. The purpose behind persistence. In other words, hope provides the reasons why, the reasons behind why I should keep going and cultivating my capacity to love sacrificially, why I should persist in forgiving, why I should persist and keep working towards justice and mercy and faithfulness why I must not give in to my fears, and why I must persist in not giving in to selfish ambition and bitter envy. Hope again, which is the purpose behind our persistence, is always tied to the concept of promised lands. Now what kept Israel going step by step in the wilderness, guided by the cloud by day and the fire by night? It was the future gift or hope of a promised land. What keeps the athlete persistent in the rigors of training, the eventual promised land, or hope of further excellence, if not victory? What keeps the artist devoted to creating works of art and refining their craft, the promised land, or hope of communicating and connecting deeply with an audience, be it an audience of one or a million The promised land is what keeps us going, even in the midst of discouragement, disappointment, or defeat that we face in everyday life. And although the strengthening of patience and persistence in the midst of trials might be a reason to rejoice, strengthening these virtues and thereby strengthening our moral character isn't the ultimate promised land for the Christian. The ultimate final promised land is the future moment of being reconciled fully to Christ, seeing him and being likened unto him, the completion of our spiritual, sometimes difficult, but virtuous journey toward Christ's likeness But let me get back to the Apostle Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome and his phrase, joyous in hope. The traditional date given for this letter was 57 A.D., or about twenty-five years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and seven years before some of the original Roman Christian readers would be crucified themselves in the Roman Colosseum during the Emperor Nero's persecutions. They were joyous in hope, an ultimate hope that allowed them to be purposeful in their faithful persistence, even in the face of fierce persecution. It was a hope that informed their joy, a heavenly promised land, an ultimate destination envisioned and deeply longed for in times of trial. And as we have seen, joy, the second fruit of the Spirit, is more than just putting on a happy face. We also know that it is drenched in paradox that you can experience joy simultaneously as you experience grief and difficulty. And as I hope I have just demonstrated, joy is intimately tied to and connected with hope or some specific promised land. Now in my next podcast, I'll talk about the third fruit of the spirit, peace, and what it might mean to allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts and influence our communication all of our relationships, even in the midst of disruptions and unsettledness. Thanks for joining me on Soul Streams.